Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today's episode of Money Diaries is brought to you by Intuit, proud makers of TurboTax, QuickBooks, and Mint. It doesn't matter if you're self-employed, thinking about starting a side hustle, or just trying to get the most out of your money. Intuit has tools that help you achieve prosperity, whatever that means for you. Easy-to-navigate software like QuickBooks, TurboTax, and Mint help you take control of your finances so you can prosper. Learn more at Intuit.com. Intuit. Powering prosperity. This is Money Diaries, the podcast. I'm Lindsay Stanberry. And I'm Paco de Leon. And this is the podcast where people call in to talk about the weird issues they're having with money. Our job is to help them somehow. Today's topic, dating and splitting the check. So it was really interesting when we started Money Diaries and the second diarist made over six figures and was in her late 20s and had a boyfriend. And the commenters got really upset when the boyfriend paid for dinner. Was he paying for dinner like pretty frequently? No, I think like twice during the like seven day period. And did she ever pay for? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so. I don't know. One of the commenters that was particularly harsh said that it was um, 50s AF. Oh, wow. I mean, my experience in is I think a little different where being queer, I don't, I have not been beholden to these heteronormative gender dynamics. And I got to tell you, it's been pretty damn freeing because we kind of just, you know, have been making it up as we go. But I think it's even like more complicated when you're just dating. So that's what we're talking about today, not long-term relationships and how they manage uncomfortable situations, but what you do on that very first date. Who pays the bill? Do you do the wallet reach? I think a lot of women have been there and like that uncomfortable feeling of like, do I offer to pay the check? Right. With what sign am I sending? And we've got a woman in Chicago. We're calling her Clarice. Hi, Clarice. Can you give us a little bit of a bio about yourself? So I just turned 29 a couple of weeks ago. I'm an IT project manager here in Chicago working downtown and I make about $90,000 a year. Can you tell us how long you've been single? About two years now. And typically, does the guy pay on the first date? Yeah. For the most part, I've found that most of them do offer, and they also kind of resist if I offer to pay. I think um, there's just this stigma that men have to pay for dating. You know, there's a lot of times when I'm kind of questioning, hey, do I want to go to date? on a date with this person and all my friends are like, yeah, just go for a free drink. And it's like, no, if I'm not interested, I don't want to use somebody for their money. Do you do what we like to call the wallet reach? Yep. Every single time. I always offer to split. So Paco and I are going to be totally like voyeuristic here because (laughs) both of us are married. Um, And I, I mean, I've been married almost 10 years now. Yikes. Like, how does it feel when you have to have that conversation after the wallet reach when you want to split the check? Are they pleasantly surprised? Are they, like, sort of annoyed? What is that breakdown like? 
I would say most of them are kind of annoyed by it because they think, wow, yeah. Because I think there's also this thing where I've heard people talk about it is if you offer to split on that first date, then it kind of means that you're not interested in a second date. I think my most recent date, um, I met up with this guy. We hit it off decently well, but towards the end, he kind of started talking about his ex. And I was just like, well, red flag. So when it came to like time to pay, um, you know, I did the wallet reach and he was like, no, I've got it. But I knew in the back of my head that I wasn't going to go on a second date or even kind of continue the conversation. So I was like, no, 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 let's just split this. You know, we both got the same amount of drinks. Let's just split it and then have a nice night. So you do use it as a signal. Mm -hmm. See, I'm confused by this because. But isn't that what you want? You want to split it even if you like them? Yeah, I guess regardless of um, whether I'm going to go on a second date or not, I always reach for my wallet. Got it. And I always at least take my card out. But I'll only really like insist, insist if, if I know I'm not going to go on a second date. But I always at least offer and insist a little bit. But if they're like, no, 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 I got it, I got it. I want to ask what kind of relationship dynamics in terms of money did you grow up with? Um, I grew up in the Philippines. And my dad passed away when I was younger, so I kind of watched my mom become a single mom for a few years before she met my stepdad. I've always had that mindset of I could have three kids like 10 years from now and completely lose half the income that this household brought. So I always wanted to be financially independent, and I never wanted to rely on a guy. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably why I've always been like, no, I can always handle my own when it comes to money. It's so impressive that you're making this already that you do at your age and living by yourself it seems like you're really kicking ass and taking names yes <laughs> yes i try yeah so how often do, do men get really intimidated by how successful you are there have been times yeah especially like if i'm talking to somebody that's in the same field as me kind of know where somebody is in the income level so it does make it uncomfortable but i've also had people just kind of downplay my role and be like, oh, you can't be making that much money. You're just this. Damn. Yeah. I was having a conversation with this guy and he was like, oh, you're just a project manager. There's no way you can make more than 35 a year. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. And I was like, uh, maybe more than <laughs> double that. There was this one time, I mean, it was an awful date. You know, it was dry conversation. And then towards the end of the date, I think it was right before we were about to leave he was like, yeah, my unemployment's running out next week. And I was like, oh, do you want to split this check? And he was like, oh, no, I already like slid my card to the bartender like 10 minutes ago. Wait a minute. That's so weird. And it made me feel super guilty about I like... I mean, but you're not like in charge of his choices. Right. You know, he, I mean, one, yeah, he slipped the card, but then two, that was the first date, right? So yeah, I, I'm in disbelief. I, I mean, I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. I just wish he had, in like my dream scenario, he's running out of unemployment but still wants to drink. So is like on Tinder looking for women to buy him cocktails. <laughs> That's like my dream world, right? There it is. Yeah, he's he's getting his free dinner and uh -huh. his lunch for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it is 2019. It is 2019. <laughs> yeah. Come on, why not? Men should feel... I have seen guys who have put that on their profile. No shit. Yeah, there's, I think one guy, he was like, you know, I'm a grad student. It would be great if a woman paid for my date once in a while. <laughs> Well, it's kind of cheeky, right? Yeah. I mean, I, once in a while, he wasn't like, I don't know. what I don't know why I'm judging. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I was supposed to go on a date with him. I was like, this is kind of catchy. 
yeah, it, it caught your attention. You were into yeah. it a little bit. So every time I have a friend who is on a dating app, me and my wife are like, let's open the dating app and swipe. Because it's literally a game for us. Like, you know, we have nothing to lose. So we're just like swiping and looking and just having a great time. And I noticed that some guys write like 6'2", if that matters, LOL. What if people put how much they made on there? Oh my God, that would be amazing. You would like break the internet if you did. <laughs> Maybe we should make that app. Can we make that happen? <laughs> Maybe I'll update my bio after this and just put my salary. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. do it. We could do a social experiment to see how that goes. Thanks. I will probably keep you guys updated. You know, what's surprising is that even though she really cares about being financially stable, it doesn't seem like she feels comfortable talking about the check on a date at all. Right. Well, luckily, we're going to chat with someone who is really good at that. That's coming up after the break. I have a friend getting married this year, and I found myself overspending on her wedding from the minute she asked me to be a bridesmaid. I spent $75 on our celebratory ramen lunch. Let's not even get started on the cost of the bridesmaid's dress, the bachelorette party, the bridal shower, the hotel, the list goes on. Let's take a moment to talk about your financial goals. It doesn't matter if you run your own business or just trying to get the most out of your money. Intuit's products help you effortlessly manage your finances so you can plan for your future. Learn more at Intuit.com. Intuit. Powering prosperity. So on the line, we have Jacob Tobias. Just a note, Jacob uses they, them pronouns, so that's what we'll be using here. And they have some really great ideas about how to approach dating and money. Oh my gosh, hi. Hi, Jacob. Paco and I just had this great conversation with this young woman in Chicago who's dealing with some like really aggressive, heteronormative dating issues of the good old wallet reach and men getting super awkward when she offers to pay the bill. And we really wanted to talk to you about... What's dating like been for you? How and... straight people can learn <laughs> exactly from the LGBTQ community. Hashtag queers do it better. Yeah, well, and and let's let's be very clear. I, I think it's important to preface this whole conversation with uh, stating that when it comes to dating, I am a disaster. Like I'm just a just a walking dumpster fire of a human. But the paying conversation, I'm actually pretty good at navigating. So when you do go on dates. How do you decide who pays? I mean, my rule is in the beginning, like we're going Dutch, you know, like we're always going to split the check. And and I prefer split the check, not just like down the middle, but like let's pay for what we got. A, I don't drink that much, right? Like I'll have maximum like a glass of wine with dinner and I'm a vegetarian, right? So my mm-hmm. food is always less expensive right? and I'm yeah. never running up as much of a bar tab. If I'm going to go to dinner with people, like if you spent $80 on like two drinks and a steak and I spent 30 on a pasta and one drink or whatever, like I don't want to split the bill with you. That's not fair because you bought like Kobe beef or whatever. <laughs> What is the date really like? Does it ever get weird? No, no, it doesn't. Because I think saying we'll just split it based on what we ordered. And like, I'll say that to the waiter rather than saying like, oh, down the middle is fine. But I just feel like in general, like the thing that's much more important to me than the conversation around splitting the check is the conversation preceding that one where we decide where we're going. Yeah. I think it's so important to ensure that you pick a place that feels good for the wallets of both people. I think it's important in the interest of demonstrating really early on super good consent politics. Like, I want to know that you're enthusiastic about where we're going and that that you're getting what you want and that I'm not asking you to spend money that you don't want to spend um, or asking you to go to a fancy place where you're not going to feel comfortable. Wow, that's profoundly considerate. And it's going to be way hotter. 
you know? Like, because then everyone's going to feel comfortable and no one's going to be squirming in a chair at a restaurant that's way too expensive that makes them feel alienated or, like, or weird about where they are. Give us a play-by-play, the yeah. step-by-step to not make it awkward. I feel like it's it's really just as simple as saying, like, hey, so what kind of vibe are you going for? Like, are we trying to, like, do, like, a big fancy dinner or do you want to do something more low-key? Um, you know, like, what feels good for you right now? And what if they're like, I want to go fancy? And you're like, mm. <laughs> if they suggest somewhere that's like super ridiculous like if there's some you know, some, some like four star restaurant or whatever like I think it's just totally fair to be like that that feels like a little too stuffy f- for my vibe can we do something slightly lower key and that's I mean, something important for when I look in a for a partner is the way that money plays a role in your life and what that changes for us in terms of what we want to do together and what our vision is as a couple and where we want to go. Because it impacts most decisions about how you're going to spend your time together and what your vibe is. What your vibe is. I like that. It's true. Right. Yeah. Like, are we going to be like bougie run around like $100 brunch kids together? Is that what your dream is? Is that what your vision is for like a partner? Because if so, like, that's not going to be fun for me. Because even if I can't afford that, like, I don't enjoy that culturally. You sound so comfortable talking about money. How did you become this super confident, I can talk to my partner slash potential partner about money? For me, I learned it mostly because of just, like, the hustle I've had to do for my own career. Mm-hmm. My my icon, my, you know, like, personal inspiration as a business lady is Jenny Slate's character in Parks and Rec. The yes. one who's just always walking around being like, money, please. <laughs> yes, that's your spirit animal? I actually slid that that quote, that money please quote into my book because I love it <laughs> so much. And I was like, I don't know if yes. people will get this, that I slid a Parks and Rec quote in here. But yes, she is perfect. <laughs> As I've transitioned to being full-time freelance and like owning my own business and starting my own company, I've had to learn to become really confident talking about money with everyone. I have an accountant now. I have a, a, a financial planner. I have a whole team of people that I'm always negotiating contracts with. And my agents and I talk back and forth about whether or not an offer is good enough and whether or not worth the time and all that kind of stuff. You're doing the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hustle has really <laughs> taught me to be um, much more confident just naming what it's about. But then the other thing for me that really helped is I I think just a level of exasperation. I feel like I've spent a long time in my Mm. life going to fancy places with people who like have a lot of money and going to the wrong kind of fancy place where it's not even worth it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm, Yes. For me, like my the check is not something that causes me a ton of anxiety in my dating life. I mean, it causes me some, but I know how to power through it at this point. I just have all like lots of anxieties about like lots of other things like, oh, no, I I think you're really cute. What what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do. Like, like, uh oh, like, how am I sitting in this chair again? You know, like, like, like getting a little squirmy. I get a little squirmy sometimes. In terms of actually navigating the dating world, she's very much a work in progress, under construction, <laughs> sometimes a 404 error, depending on the day. I have sounded confident in the first part of this interview because the money stuff, I'm like, no, 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 like, I'm a money lady now. I know how to talk about money. I think just the fact that it sounds easy is the point, right? Because, like, actually, at the end of the day, it, it should be yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah, it should be. There's half of me that's like, okay, you know, we have to be able to name how difficult this is yeah sure but then i'm also like but only to a point because then you start to create even like even more anxiety yeah, than is already right, there right. 
It's kind of like you can't talk about jumping off the cliff no. like too long. No. You know, like do some calculations, <laughs> yes. make sure the water's deep enough. Have people done this before? This is right. like a spot that's regular. Okay, great. Do okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And then you just have to go, yeah. you know, and t- someone telling you, oh, it's going to it's really scary. Oh, my God. It's so scary. Yes. That doesn't help you necessarily <laughs> do it. That's such a beautiful no. analogy. Yeah. Right. You just want someone to be like, oh, it's nothing. Just go, girl. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and you just like run and you go, ah. And then you're like, oh, I talked about the check. That was Jacob Tobiah. Their book, Sissy, A Coming of Gender Story, comes out March 5th. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to read the diary of today's anonymous caller, head on over to refinery29.com slash money dash diary. And if you like this episode, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. While you're at it, rate us and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. This episode was produced by Jessica Chow, Jay Brunson, and Anna Lauren Tufekci. The most expensive thing she's ever bought was her $10,000 wedding dress, and she's kind of embarrassed about it. Our editor is Alvaro Ceballos. Head of post-production is Stacey Scripter. And we recorded at Argo Studios with Paul Roest. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.